Welcome to Tice Talks, where we discuss all things faith and family. Today's topic. The is today's just... topic is <laughs> prayer. Interruption by the Father. This is the most, I, I think, one of the most important topics in the world. And when we're talking about prayer, we're talking about going to Almighty God, the God that created everything and the God that can change everything. At the drop of a hat, God wants us to come to him and pray. And before this, we started today, we were talking about how important it is that people, how concerned people are about America. Right. And I I really, when you said, hey, well, you know, the 10 things that I pray about America, and I thought, oh, can you please share that? Because so many people share all the things that they they hate about America. You know, you can get on social media and they use such, such... um, strong wordings about what's going on but that does nothing that really doesn't do anything but praying for america and the specific things i will you please share those 10 things that you were talking about that you pray for america every day yes uh, uh, probably before the 2022 elections i i uh i just really got burdened about praying for uh america and praying for some specific things for America. In fact, um, actually, it wasn't 222; it was 2020. Uh, there's there's such a spirit of resistance and a spirit of pride and a spirit of arrogance and a spirit of criticism in our culture that divides our nation. And it's I thought, what are the things that we should be praying for specifically? I think people lack understanding. I think people lack a knowledge of what is actually taking place. I thank God for people like David Barton and Rick Green. Mm -hmm. I thank God for people like Chad Conley who are doing all they can to make people Christians aware of what's going on. So how should we pray for America? So I listed 10 things, and for the last, I, I said 2022, actually for the last two years, or longer, I have been praying these requests and asking God to work. And it's amazing uh, to, to see what God has done. So so those that are listening, get a pen and paper out because we are going to list these. It's going to be a quick Tice Talks, but because we just think it's important that Christians know how to pray and what to pray for, for the country that God has allowed them to live in. Okay. So based on several verses, and I'll give you those verses. First of all, Second Chronicles 7.14, well-known verse, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and forgive their sins and heal their land. The, the idea first, number one, is pray that God's presence would be made known in America. Now, that his presence is known through God's people doing what God wants them to do. We are the manifestation of God on this planet. And so, therefore, we should be praying daily that God's presence would be made known through his people. Let his holy name be manifest through us. Number one, I pray every day God's presence would be made known in America. Second thing I pray for is what God tells us to pray for in 2 Chronicles 7.14. God to forgive us of our sins. We as Americans, since I'm an American, I am part of America's sin. And so I pray that God would forgive us of our sins. 
God told us to humble ourselves and pray. That is bow before him, recognizing ourselves as sinners and our and our need of his help. So number one, pray for God's presence to be made known in America. And number two, I pray that God would forgive us of our sins. Hmm, collectively. Yes, collectively. Like that. That's really neat. It's so important. And then the third thing uh, I get from from. John 13, 34 and 35, it says a new commandment, Jesus is speaking there. He says, a new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you, and that you also love one another. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if you have love one for another. So I started praying it this way. I started saying, Lord, I pray for my brothers and sisters uh, in Christ. But then I changed it, and I said, Lord, I pray you'll protect your sons and daughters. Hmm. These are I am your son. I, I'm praying for your sons and daughters. As I have figured it, there's about 87 million Christians in America. That could be that's boys, girls, children, moms, dads, old people. 87 million of us. What happens in America affects us, and we are His children. Yeah. And so I'd say. And God cares about his children. So I just remind him, look, we're your children. Would you please protect your sons and daughters? So the third request is protect your sons and daughters. And the love that the that verse is speaking of, you're loving your brother and sister by praying for the, them because love is the fulfilling of the law. That's Those exactly right. right by them. So. so I'm praying for my brothers and sisters, and I'm praying for his sons and daughters. Now, Real quick, the, fir- the first um, two points you gave, um, I know I have people, I've discussed this with people in the past, and I think it's good to clarify. Um, the verses you used were the, for the Old Testament, it was speaking to the children of Israel, but even though it was speaking to the children of Israel, can you clarify that, how, yes, that can still be applicable to us today? In the Old Testament, obviously, he's speaking to the nation of Israel, and that was a theocracy, and they were, and the nation. This was a nation that was called out by God, but historically, we see there is no other nation that parallels Israel like America does, and that's because the founding fathers of this country looked at at how God blessed Israel and said, we want that. Right. And so we... And we are God's people. That's right. And and God doesn't change. That's right. And therefore, it's something that if if God said it to the children of Israel, we might have that same grace that God might bestow upon us. So why don't we humble ourselves and pray and seek his face and turn from our wicked ways? It's interesting that Nineveh, which was a pagan nation, Mm, was approached by... um, by uh, Jonah, Jonah went mm-hmm. there, and God told him to go and preach to this wicked, yeah. vile nation, and so that they would repent. And God spared that nation for a hundred, yeah, hundred fifty years. Horrible. Yeah, we just studied them recently in our history class when with me with the kids, and I could not believe how just treacherous those people were. And yeah. that's why that's why Jonah didn't want to go. He right, knew that God evil. was merciful. He <laughs> yeah. wanted them killed. Right. Uh, so if that wicked nation can apply the principles of humbling themselves and praying and seeking God's face, then we should be able to as well. Right. So why why cut off the entire first whole, you know, Old Testament? <laughs> yeah. So, so here we have, 
we have a nation that is morally bankrupt named America. Mm-hmm. And but but within the nation there is salt. There's 87 million grains of salt. Those are and, and and we need to be that salt. And and so what 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 should we be doing? We should be praying that God would protect us. So let your name be known in America. Forgive America of our sins. Protect your sons and daughters, my brothers and sisters in this country. And then fourth goes again back to Second Chronicles seven fourteen. I pray God heal our land spiritually and physically. I think it is sad, and I don't mean to offend anybody with this, but I think it's sad that in our country, when you're looking at the president of the United States, the two men running for president of the United States in 2020, you had one whose arrogance was so obvious, and God hates arrogance. And then you have another one who could care less about anything morally. he he doesn't care. I mean, he's pro-abortion, kill unborn babies. He is he is pro the homosexual Celebrating movement. Celebrating a, a man pretending to be a girl oh, for yes. three hundred and some days invites them to the White House. Uh, it's amazing. Yeah, it's sad. So, uh, we we need to ask God to heal our land spiritually and physically, mm-hmm. and I think that's so important. And I think COVID tells us we. I mean, COVID should show us that we should be praying for the physical and yeah. spiritual health of our nation. The, he said he would heal our land if we humbled ourselves and prayed. So that's number four. Number number five, according to 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1, 2, and 3, we should be praying for our civic leaders to be saved. I pray, God, save our civic leaders. I pray, God, I pray for the president and the cabinet, the governor and the cabinet, the uh, I pray for their salvation. Why? Because First Timothy says, I exhort therefore that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercession, and giving of thanks be made for all men. And then it says for kings and those that are in authority. So I'm going to pray for all men to be saved, but for kings and authority. And what should I be praying? For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior, who would have all men to be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth. You said this First Timothy, so this is Paul writing to Timothy. First Timothy so two under Roman rule. Yeah, and, and he, evil. That's exactly right. Yep. And he's he's telling him to pray for for these people, and he's telling him to pray specifically that we would be saved, and then if or that they would be saved, and if they are saved, why? Why do we want them to be saved? Selfish. Why should I want them to be saved? Because then if they're saved, we'll live a quiet and peaceable life mm-hmm. in all godliness and honesty. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's number five. Number number six, I pray this every day. This is really the biggest thing that I pray for. I pray that God would turn the hearts of American voters towards righteousness and open their blinded eyes. Because I believe that America as a whole, those that aren't saved, are blind. Second uh, Corinthians chapter four says this in verses three and four, but if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them, which believe not the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God should shine unto them. Look, God says that Satan has been given the 
authority to blind the eyes of those who would not believe the gospel. That's an amazing thing. So what am I supposed to do? Say, oh, they're blind, so there's no hope? No, I should pray that God will open their blinded eyes. Mm. And and so I, every day I pray for the voters. And specifically it hit me that the authority in America is not given to the president or the vice president. It is, it is entrusted to them by the voters who, according to the Constitution, are the authority. Yeah. So if I'm going to be praying for authorities— then I should be praying for the voters of America and that God would open their blinded eyes and that they would turn their hearts, God would turn their hearts towards righteousness. And so I pray that every day. Number seven, I pray that church leaders all around the country would stand for the truth. Where does that come from? Hebrews chapter 13 and verse seven says, remember them that have the rule over you who have spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith follow considering the end of their conversation or their lifestyle. So he says to remember, and the idea of remember is remember them and pray for them. So so church leaders all around the country, I pray that God, that they would stand for truth, hmm. that they would speak the truth. Because if we as church leaders are not speaking the truth, if we're afraid, well, they're going to close our doors or they're going to, uh, we're going to lose our tax exempt station. You can't instead. say that. Yeah, or yeah, you, can't. you can't say that. Well, the Bible did. Yes. If, so, if it's in the Bible, we need yeah. to speak the truth. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm, not, I'm, ta- I'm not talking about being unkind. No. I'm saying it's just so important. If we're not willing to say this is right, then everyone that is wrong in America is going to push the wrong agenda and our nation is gone and our children and our grandchildren are going to suffer the consequences of the fact that we won't speak the truth. So number eight. We pray for God's protection on our families and on our children. Jesus said to pray, forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone that is indebted to us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. We need to pray for protection every single day. Mm -hmm. The psalmist in Psalm 91 said we need to shelter under uh, the shadow of the Almighty. We need to allow Jesus to cover us with his wings. We need his protection. We need his watch care. Pray for the protection of your family and your children. I pray, God, please protect our families and our children. I pray that for America every day, for American Christians. God, please protect my family. Please protect our families and our children. And then in America, I pray that our ministry outreach would expand, and I pray for God's provision. You say, what's that got to do with America? If American Christians would, it, uh, their outreach will expand and they have God's provision, then we can do something. Years ago, I heard Jerry Falwell say, we should not just curse the darkness. We ought to light a light. Hmm. Well, we need God's provision in order for that to happen. Yes. Jabez's prayer in Second and First Chronicles, uh, what he said, it says, Jabez called on the Lord of Israel saying, oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed, enlarge my coast and that thine hand might be with me, and that thou wouldest keep me from evil, that it might, that it may not grieve me. And the Bible says, and God granted him that which he requested. So pray that God will expand the ministries around the world. Pray that God would expand the ministries, the preachers all over your town, the preachers 
the churches all across this country. Pray that God will expand their ministry. Don't be jealous or bickering with other Christians that don't do it exactly like you. Pray for God's God's ministry would expand, and pray that your ministry would expand. I remember when I was a kid, I, d- I didn't understand as, like now, I, I understand as an adult, but as a kid, you don't understand, like, when you see it, uh, the, like, God, why aren't you blessing me? Why isn't my church growing? Why isn't my ministry growing? And the comparative, you know, as yeah. a, but I remember. Um, the Bible says they that compare themselves amongst themselves in all lives. Yeah. Right. Um, and that gets thrown at you by Satan, you know, like, well, what's going on? Instead of, hey, look, those people are reaching people for Jesus. We're all on the same team here. Their win is, is our my win. win. Yeah. Yes, because we're on the same team. I just re- I remember as a little girl, we there was a church that we drove past every time we went to church. And I'm sure you don't even remember me yeah, you, that I was even in the car. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you had said every time they had were expanding their building, they did things differently than us and did things that we were like, this is, they're weird. <laughs> Just honestly, you know, like we were like, what is that really honoring to God? You know, things that we questioned. And they were building this big new building and you had said, you know, I, I think you were talking to Mama. This is just what I remember. You said, you know, I, I, at driving past, I would think, God, why don't you do that for us? God, why aren't you doing that? What what have I done? And then you said, and then I realized those people are on the same team as me. And he, you're telling, I think it was mom. Maybe you're telling Josh this. But then you said, so I decided to write the pastor a note, and I started praying for the pastor. I prayed for them anyway, but just wanted to tell them I'm so excited for you and that God's blessing you and that we're reaching Las Vegas together. Do you even remember any of this? It stuck out to me as a little girl hearing that thinking, oh, and I didn't even understand it till I was older. Oh, Satan was trying to build competition in my dad's heart and discouragement on, oh, you're doing nothing, Dave. See what you're doing over on Lake Mead? That's nothing. You're not doing any of a good job. And and you said, no. We're on the same team. Say, I'm not. I'm not on a team with you, Satan. I'm on a team with him, and I'm going to encourage him. And I think that's just so neat. When you, it, it helped me. It helps me as an adult. Like I'm excited for my friends. My my whole ministry with ladies is lifting other ladies' ministries. Hey, you have a ministry. Okay, come be on my ministry. You know, providing platforms. And yes. I love that. And I think it's it's so important because then you realize. It's not about you. It That's exactly make it right. About you, and I'm telling you, if if we, Satan wants us to fight one another instead of encourage one another, and when, but if I if we just remember every time somebody gets saved in any church, any it's our win. Yeah. It's our win. So that's number nine. Our ministry outreach would expand, and the God and for God's provision. And we and, had a win today. One of the kids at Bible Club got saved. Is that right? Yeah, brand new kid. That well, was really cool. Praise the, the Lord. Public school Bible Club. So, well, then number ten, American Christians would be a light to the world. I got to tell you, when I wrote that down, I thought, man, in the Colosseums they used to light Christians on fire to be a light in Rome, oh, and, I, and I always say, Lord. <laughs> I say, Lord, Not I don't want to. I don't want to be that kind of light. Isn't that funny? Life. Isn't that weird that that goes through my mind? Let us be a light to the world. I don't want to be a torched Christian. A torch Christian. Yeah. I don't even want to be one of the, you know, 
the the night lights that go around kids when you go outside because yeah. those have to be broken. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I don't want that. Kind but but I but Acts says Acts one eight says you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be witnesses. So I just pray that God will make us witnesses that we will be a light to the rest of the world. The we were at yeah. one time we were the city on a hill, yeah. and. Uh, and we need to be that again. So we pray that for America. That's that's what I pray for America. I and I we've to... become a laughing stock now to the world. Yeah, and it's because we have turned our back on God. That's exactly that's right. why we were thriving and we're a beacon on a hill. And yeah. when we turn, it's just like Israel. When Israel turned its back on God, oh. God said, "That's over for you." America's sin is not abortion. America's sin is not homosexuality. America's sin is not a, adultery. America's sin is not drug abuse. America's sin is we walked away from God. Right. And when you walk away from God, Romans chapter 1 says that he'll turn you over to a reprobate mind. And all the things that are going on in our country is because we walked away from God. So we as Christians need to humble ourselves and pray, bow before God and pray that Christians in this country would live like yeah. Christians and be like Christians. And then when we are, will affect our neighbors, will preach the gospel, will be a light, and and we will we will have the blessings of God in our community and in our life. So that's what that I pray every day. And, I love it. Thank and, you. And I'm gonna just read these off again for those who are listening. So okay. you can have these number one, pray God's presence to be known in America. Number two, pray that God will forgive us of our sins. Number three, pray for God's sons and daughters. Number four, pray that God will heal our land both physically and spiritually. Number five, pray for our civic leaders. Number six, pray that God will turn the hearts of American voters towards righteousness and open their eyes. Number seven, Pray for church leaders that they will stand for the truth. Number eight, pray that God's protection will be on our families, our Christian families. Number nine, pray our ministry outreaches will expand and have influence. And number 10, pray that American Christians would be a light to this dark world. Dad, thank you so much. No problem. This is a wonderful thing. I praying will change everything that is the that's the game plan and we need to get in on god's plan well thank you for listening you can look us up at davidtice.com if you are interested in having dr tice come speak in your area or if you'd like to see if he's going to be in your area go to davidtice.com you'll also see his resources like raising God's kids in Sin City. Also, his we had recently had a Christmas devotional published, and that's great for this coming next year. So thank you for joining us for Tice Talks. Where it's more than a conversation.